Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Oh my goodness, you guys, the Academy is officially rolling. And let me just say that last week was one of the I don't even know, like have words for it. I want to say it was the craziest. I want to say it was the hardest, the most stressful, the most exciting, the most rewarding. Like it wasn't any of those things, but it was all of them at the same time. <laughs> so as you guys know, the Systemize Your Life Academy opened up last week for a week and I have 10 brand new members and two founding members inside. So I have a group of 12 incredible women inside of the Systemize Your Life Academy. And it's such a surreal feeling. And I'm just going to say this right now, and then we're going to move into the most incredible three simple, straightforward systems for you guys to get your house clean without it being overwhelming. And I haven't talked about this a whole lot on the podcast episode, but it is a huge chunk of what I teach inside of the Academy, or I'm going to be teaching inside of the Academy. So I am opening up some of this information to the podcast, um, because I've been diving really deep to develop these systems for you guys. And I want to share it here, but what I want you to know is this, I, um, I want you to really know that I sit here from behind my microphone and I don't always sit in my closet anymore. I sit at my desk a lot because, um, I, it's cramped. (laughs) I love it. The sound is a little bit better, but, um, I have developed some interesting posture habits that are not great. And so I've, uh, taken it upon myself to set up a bit more ergonomic station since I am doing this. Like this is what I do now. And that is what I want to say is whatever it is that you're dreaming about doing, whatever it is that you really want to see yourself do either in your house or in your business or with your kids in your marriage, just commit to it. Just say that you're going to do it and start doing it. And the one thing that helped me more than anything else is I put a little bit of money behind, behind whatever decision that was that I made. Like I knew that I wanted to do this blog. And so I bought a blogging course and, um, that just totally catapulted me. And then I stumbled upon, um, podcasting. And so then I bought a course to teach me how to podcast. And that obviously, has been like the most incredible, incredible thing in the whole entire world. And that's just kind of been what it's been from there. Like Blaine and I really wanted to enhance our marriage. And so we invest in marriage retreats and we put, we put money behind things because it, it shows that we're serious and it makes us be serious about things. So if there's something that you're like, Oh man, I really want to do this thing invest in it, put, even if it's just a little bit of money, cause you don't have a ton, whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere and just know that as long as you 
Put one foot in front of the other every single day and you do not give up. You will get there. Because the academy was this thing that I had no idea how to even articulate it. I had no idea. I was dreaming about it and I could see it in my mind, but I had no idea how to lay down the steps to get to where I am now. A year and a half ago, I had no idea. I just knew that the next thing that I needed to do was this thing, you know, and so I did that thing. And then I would sit down and I'd look at it again. So just keep doing that. I have lots of information on the podcast. Um, If you go back even through last week or the last two weeks prior to this podcast episode, that will give you a lot of enlightenment when it comes to just my journey and how I've gotten here and how you can do the same thing. And if you haven't noticed, and my voice sounds a bit different to you, that's because we have had people in my house for the last seven weeks experiencing some kind of sickness. So first it was Bailey. She had a hardcore flu and nobody got that. Like she had a legit fever. Uh, she was like down and out. And then she had runny stuffy nose. Um, it didn't really turn into a cough, maybe like one or two, like little coughs here or there. And that was it. But that lasted for two weeks. And then Frankie got sick with a cold. Then Bailey got the cold. Then Blaine had the cold and now I am here sounding like a man on the podcast today, but that's okay. Cause I have a really exciting topic to bring to you and I feel amazing. My voice is just a little weird. I had a sore throat and that's over. Um, but I know that so many of you ask questions of me a lot about this. Like what are my systems and my routines for cleaning? And, uh, I, over the years have had, you know, my girlfriends come and go and they always say like, how in the world do you keep your house clean? (laughs) And I've never considered myself to be, um, like an insanely clean, tidy person. But once I had multiple children and was a wife, it just became very important to me. And it's something that I love to do. I love to care for my home. Um, and, and now I realize, oh yeah, maybe I do actually have some kind of a system. And so that's what I'm going to share with you today. And I'm going to be talking about laundry dishes and toilets. So let's just go ahead and start with it. So if you guys are struggling with how to keep your house clean, right? Not tidy. This is not an episode about keeping things tidy. It's an episode about keeping things clean. Then let's do this. Okay. So the first thing is laundry. Here's what I'm going to say about my laundry system and what you absolutely need to do. Write these steps down write them down and do them. You're not going to love it. You're going to think I'm crazy and you're going to say that's ridiculous, but I don't care. You need to do it. The first thing is you need to get smaller laundry bins. Every single person in your house needs to have a one load laundry basket in their bedroom. You need one, your spouse needs one, and every kiddo needs one. And I'm talking like a small load, not fill it to the brim until the dang thing can't agitate and the clothes in the middle hardly even get wet. I mean like a small one load laundry hamper. And here's the other new thing. My grandma is uh, going to turn 89 years old here very soon. I've talked about her a couple times on the podcast because she is my laundry washer. She doesn't do all my laundry, but she loves to do the baby's laundry. They're not babies. They're three and eight, but she loves to, that's what she calls them. She calls them the babies. She loves to do their laundry. And when this lady does laundry, her parents owned a laundry uh, company 
when she was growing up and her brothers would ride their bicycles with their pressed shirts on hangers over their shoulders and they would go and deliver the laundry to the people in the neighborhood. It's such a cute story when she tells it, but she loves, like she loves to do their laundry. And when she does it, she does like 17 loads in like what I would do probably in one, maybe two. And I'm not exaggerating. Okay. 17 is an exaggeration, but seven is not. She separates them by texture, color, shape, like everything. (laughs) I don't even know what she does or their clothes look amazing. She like lays them out flat. She gets all the stains out of them. It's absolutely impressive. But what I will say is that ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) My 89 year old grandmother does, but I do not and neither do you. So I have been looking into this theory because my grandma will roll over in her grave. She probably would die if she knew. Actually, she knows I do this. That's why she makes me bring my girl's laundry to them because she says that I'm ruining their clothes, which I'm not. Um, But I looked into this, you guys. So don't come sending me all the hate mail. But the reason why this works for me is because I do not separate my clothes by color. I don't. I separate my clothes by texture. Now, has this done me dirty once or twice? And it was because I washed my clothes on super hot water and I had a brand new, like cheap, dark colored something and it, it tinted my other stuff. Other than that, this has never done me wrong. And there are other major productivity gurus out there, specifically Jordan Page. She has eight children. Um, and she has a full-time massively successful productivity business. She teaches time blocking. She teaches very similar things to me, but she teaches it to people that have one bazillion trillion children. And so her approaches are very unique, different than mine. Um, but she does the same thing. She talks about separating laundry by texture and not by color. And so this is why the one laundry bin system works so well, because nine times out of 10, I can wash everything that's in there together. Now I don't wash my jeans with it, right? So my jeans don't get washed with everything. So every once in a while, I'll have a load of jeans to wash, but most of the time your kids are going to have cotton polyester type clothing. You may be the one that has a, a random like hand wash load or delicate load that you don't want to wash with everything else. <clears throat> and And jeans, like that's really the biggest thing that I pull out in my family. You'll know what kinds of textures. And this is such a new thing, but I swear to you, Google it and look it up. Maybe you guys all know this and I'm just late to the game because my family, my grandmother has like preached to me, separate every color. Like she does yellows and she does pinks and reds. She does solid whites. She does lights. She does all blacks and she does darks. I'm not kidding. Um, And so... This has been such a game changer for me. On the weeks when my grandma's not doing our laundry, I'm still able to get laundry done for my kiddos. And here's the other cool thing. It allows for everyone else in the family to get their laundry done on their own. Frankie can do her laundry very easily by herself with a one laundry bin system because she just takes it downstairs. She puts it in. She's eight and she's learning like the specific buttons but she pretty much can do it on her own now. Give her a little step stool and she can get it. Sometimes she needs help getting the laundry back out of the of the washing machine. But your kids should be able to do their own laundry. Your husband should be able to throw in a load of his own laundry. 
for those of you that do your husband's laundry, it should be no sweat if you just have a one bin system. Because then, this is the next step, you just pick a specific day, one day a week, to do that load of laundry. Now, here's, I'm going to come back to this, but here's what happens if you have your one bin laundry system, like your one bin is filling up more than once a week, you have too many clothes. And so the most vital step in this whole entire concept of getting a grip on your laundry is you need to reduce the amount of clothes in every single person's closet in your house. So like my girls are not on a capsule wardrobe system because they should be, and I try and keep them to that, but there are a lot more clothes in their closet than that because people sew things for them. People gift clothes to them. Bailey has tons of Frankie Joe's hand-me-downs, but now that we're like out of that phase with Frankie, she definitely has been moved into a capsule wardrobe system and she loves it. And it makes doing laundry for her so much easier. It's like, mom, I'm out of clothes. Okay. Laundry bin's full. Do the laundry, the one load, wash it, and let's put them away together. And it's done. It's literally done. And honestly, sometimes we don't even have to do that once a week with Bailey. We do it once a week. She changes clothes a bit more often, uh, just cause she gets dirty and she's still potty training. So sometimes she has accidents, but I don't do, I don't have to do my laundry even that often. I do force myself to do it once a week because if I go longer than that, then the folding and putting it away becomes a chore. And I have this clean load that just sits on the floor for days and days and days and days and days and days and days days on end. Because by the time I get it washed and then get it in the dryer and then get it here into the bedroom where I'm supposed to be folding it, it's become way later in the day. I'm no longer in that time block anymore. I don't even know what the heck is going on. And I don't have time to fold my laundry because it's too much. When it's a smaller load, it takes me five minutes to get it all hung up, folded and put away. So that is how I'm tackling laundry. And that is what I think that you should try to do. Every single person in your house can have a different load, can have a different day of the week for their load of laundry. If you have a lot of people and you can do laundry every single day, or you can do it like me where I choose to do a couple at a time. So when we have everybody in the house and I have Bailey's and Frankie's in mine, I like to just say, bam, 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 one load, two load, three load in the washing machine. They all come out. I get mine put away and then I get the girls put away. I will say that that has That has been what I've liked to do because I loathe laundry. I don't want to do it every single day, but when I do it every single day, um, it gets done much more efficiently and I don't have the load of laundry laying on the floor like I do when I try and do too much laundry at once. I never end up completing the laundry cycle when I do too many at once. Try it either way. See which one works best for you. I've done both ways and having one person on a set day of the week, like every single Saturday is my, my personal laundry day. And then on Mondays is Frankie's laundry day. And then on Thursdays is Bailey's laundry day. And Blaine does his own laundry. He likes it that way. And, uh, I'm very grateful for that. Okay. Let's talk about dishes. This one's really fun. So if you have a lot of people in your house, um, 
I'm going to encourage you to to take an extra step in the system that I'm telling you. For us, there's four of us, and and the crux of this entire system revolves around one thing and one thing only. Every single morning, your dishwasher needs to be ready to receive dirty dishes. Every morning. From now on, every morning, your dishwasher has to be ready to receive dirty dishes. What does that mean? For those of you with a lot of family members, that means every night you need to run your dishwasher. For us, we could run our dishwasher every single night. Absolutely. And maybe you're fine with that, even though it's not full. But for me, I like to save on pods, uh, dishwasher pods, and I like to save on water. So we don't wash until the dishwasher's full. Now, what this means, and let me walk you through this system. This has been really successful for us and we don't do it a hundred percent of the time. And when we don't do it, we get caught up in the stupid cycle of dishes in the sink, tons of dirty dishes, and I hate it, but I've been doing this specific system long enough to know that when we do it, it is unbelievably successful. And like every system that I teach, you have to do the system for it to work. It doesn't just work for you. And I'm still working on getting everyone on board with this system specifically because there's four of us contributing to the dirty dishes and two of those people are kids and Blaine is not home all the time, right? He's here some days, he's not some days. So we're all figuring out how to make this a really well-oiled machine, but here's how it goes. You start out with a brand new, fresh, clean kitchen, okay? There's no dirty dishes anywhere. You have a small, a very, very small dry rack. I'm talking like I have the little one. It's it's probably like maybe 12 inches squared, like one foot by one foot. And it looks like a little square of grass and they make them for baby bottles, but I absolutely love it. It's super tiny. That is our dry rack. It sits on a little towel and like a little dish towel, a very small one. And, and everything needs to be put away in your house with a very small dish rack. Okay. Whatever your dish drying rack looks like. And if you don't use a dishwasher, that's fine. You still do this exact same system. Start there with a clean slate. Then there's one rule and one rule only to this entire system. And everyone in your family has to understand what this new rule is. You are not allowed to put a dirty dish in the sink or on the counter ever. You're not allowed. It does not live there. If it's dirty, it either goes in the dishwasher or it's a hand wash item and it gets washed immediately and gets put on the dry rack. Done. I say, this is what I say. You're not allowed to set it and forget it. You cannot put it in there. Blaine's favorite thing to do when he's done with his coffee cup is to rinse it out and set it in the sink. And what that does is that cues to everyone that this is a holding basin for dishes. And the next person comes along and they put their dishes in there too. And then they put their dishes in there too. And then that person puts their dishes in there too. And then you have a monstrosity of dishes sitting in the sink. And there you are in that cycle. So the person that is responsible, the person that starts the chain reaction, whoever that is, like when Blaine puts his coffee cup in there, If somebody else comes behind him and puts dishes in there, Blaine is responsible for washing every single dish. This is the game we play in our house. 
And that triggers people to think, I don't want to wash everyone else's dishes. I just want to wash my one dish. So I'm going to wash my one dish or it's going to go in the dirty dishwasher. Here's the other reason why I said this whole thing hinges upon you having a dishwasher that is ready to receive dirty dishes. Because if you have a dirty dish and it belongs in the dishwasher, but the dishes haven't been unloaded, where are you going to put it? You're going to set it in the sink. So you have to make sure that every single night the the dishes, the dishwasher is either going to be clean in the morning and you're going to unload it, right? Or there's room to put dirty dishes in it the next day. So how do you make that happen? How do you make sure that every single night this happens because you go through dinner, right? And it becomes hectic and it becomes a hassle. What, what happens then? So this is what we do. When I'm cooking dinner, I always clean dishes as I go. I'm constantly cleaning dishes at while I'm cooking the entire time. Then this is what you need to do, friends. You need to implore little helpers. Your husband and your children should be helping serve the food and set the table. That should be their job. And guess what I'm doing while they're serving plates and setting the table? I'm cleaning the kitchen. So that way, whenever we're done, the only thing left is for every person at the table. My three-year-old does it. My eight-year-old does it. My husband does it. And I do it. We get up, we take our dishes, we hand wash the ones that need to be hand washed, and we put the other ones in the dishwasher. They do not go in the sink. And then if there's a few pots, if there's a few pans, which there normally are, because there's a little food left over, we put them in a food container. And while everyone else, while everyone else in the family is putting the table back together, cleaning the crumbs off, picking up from dinner, I'm washing those pots and pans. Boom, done. There are no leftover dinner dishes. I'm not coming down after we put the kids to bed to clean the kitchen. That's not what we're doing. Then you're either going to start the dishwasher because it's full and it's ready, or there's plenty enough room for you to go another day of putting dirty dishes in there. Now, you said, Chelsea, every single morning, the dishwasher has to be ready to receive dirty dishes. I just ran the dishwasher. I'm going to wake up in the morning to clean dishes. Now what? Now you're telling me I have to unload the dishwasher every morning? I am. I am telling you that, but I'm not telling you that you need to do it alone. Divide your dishwasher into zones by how many people you have in your family. If every single night you are running your dishwasher and you have four kids, divide the dishwasher into four zones. So you have the bottom, the top shelf, the bottom shelf, and the silverware, right? So maybe the hardest or the fullest, ours is always the top shelf because it has like all of the little random things can be divided into two. So two kids get to do the top shelf, another kid gets to do the bottom shelf, and another kid gets to do the silverware. Done. That's their job in the morning. And guess what? There is incentive for them helping out with things like that. For me, it's the incentive of how I help them get through their morning. If I know that something's hard for them, like getting dressed or making their bed, I'm more than happy to go help them with something because they helped me with something. That's the way we build super supportive and real equal relationships in this house where it's not mom's telling you to do it, but mom needs your help with this and you need mom's help with that. Awesome. We communicate, we talk about it, and I don't force chores on my kids, which leads me to the third thing. I was going to go through these very quickly, but you guys, I'm always so long-winded. I'm like, I got to tell you all the nitty gritty. 
So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about toilets. We're going to talk about cleaning your house. Okay. So bathrooms specifically, and this is such a huge chore for me. And I know it is for everyone. We, I do not assign chores to my kids and I never will. We growing up, I just had like, you're part of the family. And so you have to, and that's it. We didn't get paid for it. Nothing. And I think it was a real missed opportunity for my parents to teach us about entrepreneurship and to teach us about money management and finances. And then my next door neighbor, who was my best friend and is still one of my good friends, she had to do chores and she got paid money and homegirl knows how to like manage money like nobody I've ever seen. She hated doing chores. So all my life, I was like seeing both ends of the spectrum. And so we do something very, very different in our house. It's and I have a podcast episode on it. It's called, it's a bonus episode called Chores Like a Boss. And it's between episode 35 and 36. It'll be linked in the show notes. But so because I don't make my children do chores, the responsibility of cleaning the house falls on the family. And this is what we do. I have my house divided into zones and we deep clean bathrooms every two weeks. And then I wipe surfaces in the weeks in between just with like a quick, I use a, I use thieves spray from young living. I don't distribute it, but I probably should. Cause I talk about it all the time. Um, <clears throat> and I just spray the surfaces, clean them, disinfect them, wipe them down. And then the other, every other week, right? So every two weeks opposite of that, I am, we're deep cleaning them. And one of the biggest hacks for me wanting to deep clean my bathrooms is I love the products that I use. So they're not harmful to my family. They don't smell a hot, frightening mess. I actually love the way that they smell and they make me feel good about using them. Young Living has like this cleaner called Thieves Cleaner. It's a concentrate. It reminds me of Pine Sol, although it doesn't smell like it, but it's like a concentrate like that. Like my mom used to put a cap full of Pine Sol in everything. My grandmother still does. That's what I do with my Thieves Cleaner, but it's completely derived from plants, from essential oils. It is amazing. So, and that is what I use. I use their products to, to clean my bathroom. And I actually just made um, this new soft scrub that is so unbelievably amazing. And I use it to clean everything and it makes me happy to clean, which that's just one of my hacks. Okay. But that is not the system. So Frankie is given the options to either come and clean with us or she can go entertain herself or she can clean her whole entire bathroom by herself for an agreed upon fee or rate that we have already established. And you'll learn about that in that uh, bonus uh, chore like a boss episode that I already referenced. So what we do is our, our zones are split up to where I'm not cleaning the whole entire house in one weekend. So on the other weekends, when I'm not doing the bathrooms, we have another zone that is the sheets, all the extra laundry in the laundry room. And that is a specific zone that we would tackle all together. And then the other zone is the main living areas, like the living room and kind of like just downstairs where everyone is, as well as the kitchen, all of that. And that gets deep cleaned every two weeks. So the dusting and all of that. Now, some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, you only dust every other week. Yeah, I do. That's, and I live in Arizona and it's dirty and it's dusty and that's where I'm at. So 
that's fine if you want to dust your house every single weekend. That just means that your zones, you're going to be cleaning every single zone and you can split those up between kids or between people. And if you're doing it all by yourself, then you're going to have to time block a much larger amount of time one day, or you're going to have to split up zones every single day of the week. So zone one is on Monday, zone two is on Tuesday, zone three is on Thursday. The point is, is you need to break down your house, just like every goal, you guys, just like any big thing that you want to tackle. If it's cleaning your house, you got to break it down into smaller pieces and you got to tell yourself when you're going to do it. That's how I go about cleaning my house. It's no different than any other way that I've taught you to tackle a goal. And this is simply just tackling your house. So when it is that specific weekends to clean, I have a two hour time block on the calendar every single week. It's one of our fundamental needs. It's one of the items on my grade eight. Blaine and I know, hey, it's written down on the communication board. This is the cleaning that we're tackling in this two hours and we conquer and divide. Frankie gets to pick if she wants to do any of them. Bailey comes with me and I teach her little bits and then she runs off and she plays independently. We put an old record on. We don't have TV and screens during this time. It's a family thing. The reason why it's a family thing is because I do want my kids to know that this is how we contribute to the family. I don't want to be the only one responsible for cleaning by myself we conquer and we divide and we're focused on a specific zone so that it's not overwhelming so that it doesn't consume our entire life. And this is how we rotate through our house. Now, if we skip a zone, guess what? It happens. And my bathrooms are atrocious. The tubs are dirty. The toilets are dirty and we hate it. We hate living that way. And so it really motivates us to stay true to the time block that we set aside every week to have two hours of cleaning in our life. And so many of you guys ask me, how do you do things routinely? How do you do things routinely? Well, I don't like living the way that I live when I don't show up for myself, when I don't show up for my home, when I don't show up for my kids and my husband. I don't like the way that makes me feel. And so it's a choice. It is simply just a choice to get up and do it or not. I sound like my mother right now, you guys. She says that all the time. (laughs) Bless her. But it really is so true. You can either choose to set up this system. Now you have no excuses. You know that there's a system that works. Set it up. Communicate it well with everyone. And put it on your calendar. Make it a block of time that you're going to show up to this week. No excuses. Do it put a podcast in, put music on, make it fun, open up the windows, let some sunshine come in, put some essential oils on or some soy burning candles. (laughs) I'm going to infuse all my little crunchy stuff in these podcasts and have fun with it. Put your sneakers on, put your athletic clothes on, do lunges in between, do squats in between, make it fun have a good time with it. Show your kids what it looks like to pour into your home and to love it. And I promise you, they will love it back. They'll stop balking at you. Give them a reward on the other end of it. This is what you get to do when we're done. At 12 o'clock, we stop. I don't care where you're at, we're done. Just start doing it. Show up for yourself, show up for your home, and let me know what you think about this system. If you are excited about this, or if you have maybe dabbled in this, or you're looking forward to putting this system into place, screenshot this episode, put it in your stories, tag me, and I will share it with all the other women in my community so that they can see that not only me, but you too 
our goings to make a commitment to showing up for you and for your home and for your family. As always, this has been so much fun pouring into this microphone and into your hearts and into your lives. I can't wait to hang out with you more over inside of the Facebook group. And until then, I will see you back here next week. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.